0: win stacks of cash by entering the 150k crack the code giveaway Hey, moviegoers, welcome back to another episode of 5-Minute Reviews. I'm your host, Chris Comer, and today I want to talk to you about three movies that I saw the past couple of weeks. I want to talk to you about Toy Story 4, Shaft, and Men in Black International, and these films are all reboots or sequels, which I am getting rather tired of, you know, these movies, they keep coming out. And it feels like they're just rehashing ideas because Hollywood can't think of anything new. Uh, I mean, this whole summer, for Disney especially, just feels like the 90s all over again with uh, Aladdin coming out last month and now Toy Story and now uh, The Lion King after this. It's just the 90s for Disney all over again. Um, but I will say, for in Toy Story 4's case, uh, it's a really good movie. Uh, It's not my favorite Toy Story, but it's a solid 8 out of 10, and I would recommend it. You know, um, it's very funny. It's probably the funniest Toy Story, uh, especially with the talents of Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele, who some of you might recognize from their show, Key and Peele, the uh, sketch comedy show that used to be on Comedy Central. And it is—and they are very, very funny, just like, you know— key and peel they probably ad-libbed half their lines they feel sort of improv and their characters are, are very very funny uh they they play ducky and bunny in the film as well as uh keanu reeves is in this movie and he's really funny too as uh the canadian stuntman toy uh duke kaboom he's like uh if Evil Knievel was from Canada, was from Vancouver, and it, he has some funny uh, Canada jokes in there, and it's... they. These are relatively new. These are new characters to the franchise, and they're absolute scene stealers. Uh, Also, there's another new character who I thought was a cool concept. uh, Forky. He is a toy that the uh, kid in the movie, Bonnie, makes out of a spork, uh, some pipe cleaners, and like a stick of gum, and some googly eyes. And I think that's a creative idea of a homemade toy uh, out of. trash being made into a toy and then suddenly gaining sentience i think that was a cool new idea added to uh this sequel and i liked how it was uh carried out uh because he becomes sentient but he doesn't want to be he wants to be trash uh and that's and woody's whole goal is to make sure that forky stays protected so that um bonnie can get through kindergarten because forky is very important to her Uh, now Woody is again Tom Hanks reprises his role as Woody and he does a really great job he has a a whole arc in this movie this movie is uh, it has a lesson that I found somewhat redundant to what we had in Toy Story 3 uh, which was all about personal growth and moving on and growing up but in Toy Story 3 it was all about Andy growing up and moving on In this one it's more about Woody growing up and moving on and the rest of the toys how they are growing up and moving on. And I thought that was an interesting perspective. I just felt like I had already learned this lesson before. But I chalk up, whenever I don't like a kid's movie, or I I do like this movie, I want to make that clear, but whenever I just feel sort of meh about it, I I chalk it up to the fact that I don't think this movie is for me anymore. But I had a lot of great laughs in this movie. I thought the, the animation was absolutely gorgeous, like, really really good uh i wouldn't expect anything less from pixar but this was out of this world like the visuals in this movie are stunning um and the uh soundtrack by randy newman just like as always is pretty good uh i mean you've got a friend in me that song still works uh i like this movie fine it's not as good as the original but toy story 4 is a really really good toy story movie and your kids are gonna like it and you'll like it and it's a solid 8 out of 10 for me i would absolutely recommend that you go see this movie um i mean Tim Allen returns this buzz. He does really good work. All the voice actors are back reprising their roles, and they do really, really good work. Buzz, I felt like, was a little dumbed down in this movie. Um, like, he seemed smarter in the other ones, uh, or at least had started to become smarter uh but they dumbed him down again and sort of used him for comedic relief and that was another sort of problem that i had with this movie there wasn't enough woody and buzz moments like there were some and those were nice but i would have liked to have seen more of them uh but this was more about woody's journey with bo peep a returning character who was not in toy story 3 Um, And she is all kinds of awesome now. Uh, She has been a lost toy for some years and she is sort of independent and shows that Woody that he doesn't need to belong to a kid anymore that he can just belong to himself. And I think that's a really cool message. And I like it a lot. And this movie also has a really good villain, uh, a sympathetic villain that we all sort of can relate to. So I, I really like this movie. It's a solid 8, 8.5 out of 10. It's not my favorite Toy Story, but it's also not my least favorite. And I would totally recommend it. Kids will love it. Adults will love it. So uh, go see it. Uh, The next movie I want to talk about is Shaft. It's another reboot slash sequel. Kind of unsure of what direction they were going with that. I think it's more a sequel to the 2000 Samuel L. Jackson Shaft. Uh, But this one isn't getting the same kind of love that Toy Story 4 is getting from the critics. In fact, uh, the critics are kind of dogging on this movie a lot. They are not liking it. And I feel the hate is a little unwarranted. You know, if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, the uh, critics give it like a 45%, but the audience is giving it over a 90 So what does that tell you? That the viewers are enjoying this movie a lot. And I got to tell you, as both a critic and a viewer, I really enjoyed this movie. Now, I have not seen... The original Shaft movies from the 1970s or uh, the Samuel L. Jackson one from 2000. But I will say that a lot of. I can't. So I can't make that comparison to those movies, but the big problem that people seem to have with this movie is that it went with a more comedic direction. It feels more like a comedy, and it doesn't take itself uh, as seriously as some of those other films did. However, I feel the comedy works, and I think I know the reason that they went with a comedy, because this movie makes a lot of jokes, and I think they're really funny. However, the there are a lot of jokes that don't really fly with a 2019 audience. Um they seem to be more misogynistic or portray women in a uh, a poor light at times. Uh but I will honestly say that this movie makes fun of that. It makes fun of the uh, the misogynistic ideals of the those jokes and of the original films. It's makes fun of that and like explains why that those kinds of ideals don't fly in today's world and so i think that comedy works only because they make fun of of those sorts of things um and explain that it's not okay i think samuel l jackson is really funny in this movie i think he's hilarious and i think he's having a blast in this movie he just looks like he's having a good time as well as the other actors, and Richard Roundtree uh, from the '70s Shaft movies is also in this movie. Um, it's really, really funny. The action is pretty compelling. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, there's a lot of cool action scenes and fight scenes. The soundtrack is like smooth and like a mixture of different eras of like R and B and hip hop, sort of like. The '70s, like kind of smooth and smooth jazz or like R&B, and then it goes into like more modern sort of hip hop vibes at times, and I can really I can dig it. Um, I think this movie uh, it just works. I think there's a lot going on that I really really enjoy. Uh, I just understand people's complaints with it, that the comedy seems sort of old-fashioned. But I feel like that's the vibe they were going for. They wanted um, to make this movie seem like an old-school action flick, and it does. And I think if you don't like old-school action movies, this movie isn't for you. But I'm a huge fan of old-school action flicks. term like Terminator or Alien or stuff like that, and this does not have those vibes. I want to be very clear, but those sort of old action hero vibes, like it has sort of, and they make fun of this a little bit, it has sort of a uh, an American James Bond kind of vibe to it, and they make fun of the fact uh, that, you know, James. Uh, they make fun of James Bond, and I think just the comedy really works. I really would recommend this movie. I'd give it a solid 7.5 out of 10, 7 out of 10, And uh, this movie is solid, and uh, you should go see it. I think it's worth your time, and uh, you can send your complaints. Uh, Actually, no, I don't know where you can send your complaints if I'm wrong. But I think I'm right. So uh, go see this movie and give it support. I think it's really funny, and I would like to see more of these characters in the future. The third and final film I want to talk about today is Men in Black International, and... This film is really, really disappointing because I like the Men in Black franchise. Like, I really, really enjoyed Men in Black 1 through 3, including 2. I like that movie, and a lot of people don't. And it's not a great movie, but I like it for my own personal reasons. Um, But uh, this movie was just meh. It was boring. And it's a shame, because Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, uh, they have really good chemistry as actors, and it shows at certain points in this film. It was just really poorly used here. Uh, the I mean, these actors clearly know what they're doing when they work together, because they work together on Thor Ragnarok, and their chemistry there is brilliant. Uh, I think that movie is hysterical and really well-written. However, this movie is not that funny, uh, and really not well written I could predict everything that was gonna happen before it even happened I knew all the twists uh before the film showed them to me I think that's just an example of poor poor writing um as for the film's not being funny, Camille uh, Nanjani is in this film. Uh, he's a very he's a very good stand-up comedian, so he has some very funny lines in it. But even some of his jokes don't really land, and that's a shame because he's a funny person, and I he's made me laugh in other movies he's in. Um, so uh, it's not that funny. Even um, it's just kind of boring to look at. And they have some incredible talent in this movie. Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson are really great working actors today. They have Liam Neeson in this movie, and he is so underutilized and so predictable. And it frustrates me to say that because I like a lot of the things this movie has going for it too. It's got the Men in Black aesthetic, but it's dulled down it's got these cool, uh, sort of looking aliens, but a lot of them look the same or generic. They aren't, they don't look as unique as they did in the original film, or the original three films. And the, plot and the dialogue in this movie uh the plot's predictable the dialogue's boring uh they really can't decide on a villain they want to use i think there's like two or three villains in this movie and none of their motives really make sense except for like the main villain Um, and a lot of the other characters uh i don't really get it uh the the main characters they're um they're like things that they have going on Chris Hemsworth plays this you know once great agent but who has sort of let his uh you know let it slip over time you know it's not you know he didn't like let it slip like he did in like a uh, Avengers Endgame where all of a sudden he's fat but like he's just he is, he's playing it fast and loose more than he should he's not an as adequate an agent as he once was and it's and he's sort of like lost his way he feels lost and tessa thompson uh is a person who just finds men in black she uh her, fam- her house and her family home uh, was invaded by aliens as a kid. And uh, the Men in Black erased the memories of her parents, but they didn't erase the, uh, her memories. So she spends her whole life searching for the Men in Black and then eventually finds them. And they let her join the Men in Black, which is what she wanted to do. And I think that's an interesting idea. They just really do nothing with it. you know. She becomes uh, Chris Hemsworth's trainee, and they go on this mission, and it's goes all over the world and we get to see all different sorts of places and locales but even with that it's just not that entertaining to watch so this is a solid four five out of ten for me maybe and that's that really hurts me to say that because i wanted this movie to be good i was really looking forward to this movie because i love the men in black movies and I I was hopeful for this because I do really like Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. I think they have. Uh, I think if they do more movies together, I feel like they should. Uh, I think if they had a stronger script, this movie really could have been something, but it wasn't. Um, so I would say wait to stream this one, or uh, if you're really really curious, go ahead and buy it on Blu-ray. Um, but I just I'm it's a solid 4 out of 10 for me. Not that great. So, uh, yeah, I'd say wait to stream it or buy it on Blu-ray. Don't go see it in theaters now. It's not worth it. But that's going to be it for this episode of 5-Minute Reviews, sort of ending on a low note, I guess. But uh, thanks for listening.